now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. Shine, take a breath and ease my mind She don't cry no more She tell me that I get her high Cause the angel's supposed to fly I ain't asking why no more Oh no, I take it if it's mine I don't stay inside the lines It ain't 2009 no more Yeah, I know what's behind that door yeah. As I'm sure many of you know Mac Miller passed away this past Friday Due to an apparent drug overdose uh, Mac Miller, who was someone that we've gotten to see grow up. And that opening song was off his most recent album, Swimming, uh, entitled 2009. And I wanted to start the podcast off with that purposely because it's one of my favorite songs off that album. Um, and I feel like it's it, it says a lot about Mac Miller himself. And as the hip hop world mourns Mac Miller, um, like I said, someone that I think that a lot of a lot of the fans, a lot of his listeners, a lot of people just in the community uh, felt such an attachment to Mac because we did get to see him grow up. I mean, his first mixtape dropped around when he was like 17 or 18. And we've got to see the progress of, of the man, the artist, everything over that time. So we're going to start this podcast off this week with a moment of silence for Mac Miller. And then we'll get into our intro music. And then after that, uh, we'll try to start the show off as we normally do. So let's get into that moment of silence. been a wild and crazy week this week uh, between the Nike and uh, Colin Kaepernick deal, um, between people uh, getting shot uh, in their own home. It's just a lot going on this week. Uh, Nikki and Cardi B, a lot of topics uh, to get into. And so we're going to start off at the top uh, with the Nikki and Cardi B situation. Now, um, I'm sure everyone at this point has seen the video, seen the altercation. Um, and the fact is, I'm not going to spend much time talking about it because Scoop does. The, he 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 gets in there pretty well uh, on on kind of the angle I was going to attack it with. But I will say this: um, for all those who are talking about Cardi B and saying uh, how she shouldn't be carrying herself this way, and I'm not saying that I, I disagree with like grown people should not be fighting. Um, this should be. Um, we should be above that, I guess, so to say, but I mean, keep in mind, Cardi B has not been truly, truly famous for her music for that long, but the same thing that we applaud Cardi B about, and that's her being real, her being genuine, her being her, this is her. Now, she, I'm sure she'll mature from this. This isn't the same Cardi B we'll be getting four or five years down the road. At least I hope not. Um, but realize this, that when Cardi feels slighted, 
there's a chance you may get something like this. Um, she, to her credit, has been, at least in, in my opinion, has been trying to take the higher road, so to say, in a, in a lot of this sometimes, um, especially with Nicki Minaj. But at some point, we knew it was all going to come to head, whether it was on wax, off wax. The tension of this has just literally been building for too long for something not to happen. I'd never, um, and you know, we on our, just our last episode, um, in the discussion topic portion, I talked about how I don't like seeing our women portrayed in this manner. Um, and, and this is what gets the most publicity. The fact is that both these women dropped projects this year. Cardi's, I'm, I'm on record for saying I enjoyed Cardi's a little bit, well, a lot more than Nikki's, but, uh, Nikki dropped one of her better albums. Uh, in a, in a while, in my opinion, now, I know that's not the the popular opinion, but um, and and it's funny because Ralph on the breaks talked about how is the public the one that's pushing these two um against each other, and that may very well be true. To be quite honest, if it, it very well may be, is that maybe there was a little tension there, all the comparing and everything else. Have we caused them to to for that tension to rise a little bit more? I won't say that we have or haven't, but it just it makes you think um, about it for sure. So, you know, whatever comes next in this, I've said it. uh, We're going to talk about on the breaks in depth, so I'm not going to get into it too much here. Uh, Will this go off on on wax? That's where I would like to see it kept. I I actually rap beefs and rap battles are one of my favorite parts of hip hop because it's it's the unique thing about the genre of music. so I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't think anybody would, but it needs to stay there. Uh, so where that develops, how that goes, we'll continue to monitor it and we will continue to see it. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see from there. Next topic we have is Serena Williams. Uh, so Serena Williams lost at the U.S. Open this past weekend to Naomi Osaka, which is a whole different conversation. But over the course of this, she argued with the umpire um because she felt that he was being unfair and she has since been fined $17,000 for that argument with the referee. Now celebrities have come to her defense in this and talked about sexism and racism and things being unfair and how, um, you know, she was told she couldn't wear the cat suit before. And then now this, so is, is Serena Williams being targeted? I won't lie. I don't watch or follow tennis enough to say or to to really give an opinion on that. But what I will say is that we saw two women go out there and shut the house down um, at the U.S. Open and Serena Williams even embracing Naomi after the fact. um, That says a lot. That photo says a lot um, in it. And it was a great moment. I hate that it's really being um, not not really looked over, but it's it's kind of being um, just uglied a little bit by the fact that you know, you have this situation and something like this happened in a moment where it really is it a passing of the torch. Now, Serena has been way too dominant to really say that she's done. Um, but to just have this moment and, and someone to beat their idol and Naomi have shedding tears over the fact that she she beat Serena. It was just a great moment. And I hate that it's just it's being so covered up by just drama and that's that's something that we don't want to see um so we'll see we'll see how how it goes uh the, like i said the seventeen thousand dollar fine what do you guys think do you guys think that serena was way out of line for those that watched it um do you understand do you agree 
How do you guys feel about it? Let me know. You already know. You can send me any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Theawakensopod at gmail.com. We have one more topic in the mind of CEO Hayes. So this one is by far the most disturbing. And, you know, when we've talked several times about the black man being shot, um, innocent black men at that and situations that happen. Well, now imagine being in your own apartment, minding your own a bit, minding your own business. Um, and unfortunately, you someone comes in and shoots you. Um, so that's the situation that happened when Amber Geiger shot and killed Botham Jean in his own apartment. Now, there have since been details or more information to come up that say that Geiger had just ended a 15 hour shift, parked on the wrong floor, walked into where her apartment would be if she was if she entered on the correct floor and then shot. Botham Jean, um, just wow. Um, this, this is a situation, uh, there's not many that really leave me speechless. Um, but this was definitely one of them when the news came down and I initially heard about this whole situation. Um, now Geiger has been arrested, charged with manslaughter, um, and has did get bond. The bond was set at $300,000 and uh, she's since been released um, on that bond. Um, now, if she is charged with manslaughter, uh, it's considered a second degree felony in Texas, and she could face between two to 20 years in prison and a fine up to $10,000. Now, you say or you you may ask, why is this considered manslaughter uh, versus murder? Uh, that is a conversation for another day. Um, we, we will get into those details probably next week. Um, but since coming out, um, she claims that she gave verbal commands that, um, Both and Jean ignored, uh, just before she shot him. Um, but on the police call, she can be heard saying that she's so sorry. So what, what does this all mean? How does it make you feel about it? I personally, um, you know, there's been a lot of speculation and, uh, and rumors and stuff that have come out um, since then. But I'm just dealing with the facts as we have them right now. Was there a prior relationship there that I can't say for sure? But for me personally, if someone walks in my apartment and shoots me um, in my apartment, that manslaughter just seems a Again, I don't have all the facts, so I can't say for sure, but this is a definitely a disturbing situation. Um, it's one that, of course, as you can imagine, is all types of back backlash and um, reactions from it. And rightfully so. We will continue to monitor it and see what happens with this. But hopefully conviction is made. It's not going to be anytime soon. So we'll we'll see as this as this continues to develop. Um that's it for the mind of Hayes. Currently on this episode, we're going to get into my sister Shanice's segment, the unpopular opinion. We're going to start the intro music for that. And I will see you guys on the other side. <sighs> hey, y'all. I just I just I'm, I'm taking a minute to just grasp, to accept, to be open to what I'm about to share, what I'm about to express, because this is something that I feel has been talked about, but no real discussions are happening if you catch my drift. So I'm going to just get into it real simple. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, 
So I'm aware that they had an interaction. I wouldn't call it a a fight. If you guys weren't aware, then surprise, here it is. They had an interaction at New York Fashion Week, a Tom Ford after party. Long story short, Cardi B approached Nicki Minaj because Nicki Minaj was seen by Cardi and Cardi's people liking comments from other people, liking comments saying like, oh, Cardi B is a bad mom or blah, blah, blah. I'll pray for her child. She has a terrible mother. All these things, right? So if you know Cardi like I know Cardi or if you've known Cardi before Love and Hip Hop or Bodak Yellow, you know that she has always been the same kind of person and that she don't like people talking about her. She don't like snide remarks. She don't like people ha 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 he 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 about her, but then act like everything's cool. She's always been this person. And, you know, the coverage has been, oh, Cardi B so ghetto. That's not the place to do it. This is an event that's supposed to be upscale. You're in expensive gowns. This, that, and the third, right? And when I hear those type of things of it's not the place to do it, personally for me, I don't care who you are, where I'm at, and what's happening, but... I am not going to allow anybody to disrespect me or my child. I don't have a child, but I already know the type of mama I'll be and the kind of mama I come from. And we don't play that funny shit. We don't play that, nah, it wasn't that serious or, oh, I didn't. Nah, you did it. It's not a mistake. You didn't. It's not accidental. You did that shit. We're going to talk about that shit. That's where I come from, and that's what I do. So I kind of resonate with Cardi in that. I'm not a fighter, but I'll punch you in the face if you disrespect. But... Everyone focusing on the fact that it was the New York Fashion Week professional, quote unquote, professional setting and all these things. And it, it, it just, it, it mind boggles me because what does the setting have to do with what happened? So then, of course, going through Twitter, I see a tweet that just spoke to everything I had no words to. This tweet came from at cult A underscore clash. I'm not sure if you're a listener. If you are, shout out to you. She tweeted, folks equate the presence of white people with the level of professionalism or whether something is inherently better. I'm going to say that again, because I know I said it slowly, but I don't, I just want you guys to really hear the importance of it. Folks equate the presence of white people with the level of professionalism or whether something is inherently better. Now, this is something that I've always felt, never had the words for. She said it so perfectly for me. And it's something that I've always had an issue with because I remember speaking to CEO Hayes about this a couple months ago when it came to the BET Awards. And how people were like, oh, this whole Blaconda thing, I'm over it. Like, Jamie Foxx, ugh, like, I don't want to do that. Like, BET Awards, who even watches that? Fuck BET, blah, blah, blah. And I do understand that BET is not what it used to be. I'm definitely going to vouch for preferring, you know, 106 and Park with AJM Free and Rap City the Basement with Big Tigger and, you know, Cedar's World and Teen Summit. I'm definitely going to always side with that part of BET more. Um... But I feel a lot of times that our people, black people, black and brown people, like to throw away things when it's 
when it's not up to their standard of blackness. Like nothing was wrong, in my opinion, with the with the BET Awards. Yeah, the Wakanda theme, it was pushing it a little much. Like, all right, we get it. Like Wakanda, we get it. But the entire show, Jamie Foxx, you know, was urging the audience to stand up, like, be proud, be happy. Why y'all so dead? Like, this is for us. Like, we're celebrating us. Like, and no one seems to be interested. And I felt him on that. Like, you know, black and brown people always just want so badly to be recognized for you know, the the white people sponsored accomplishments. Everyone's mad that Jay and Beyonce didn't win these Grammys. Who gives a fuck? Like, who, who gives a fuck? Like, it's the same thing that Charlamagne the God will say. Like, we need to put the same energy beside, behind the BET Awards and, you know, the BET Rap Awards and all things, the, the Soul Train Awards. The You know, we need to put our energy behind that and make those things important because you can't, well, for me, it wouldn't make sense for me to place my value of my work and my artistry in the hands of people who's not my demographic. It makes no sense at all. And I really felt this tweet because to be professional or, oh, it wasn't the place, whether it was New York Fashion Week, because it's sponsored by, you know, these white people and Vogue and all these other things, that that's not the place. But she could have also been wearing a gown. They could have both been wearing a fancy gown. They could have been doing that at the BET Awards. They could have been doing that at Black Girls Rock. They could have been doing that at the Soul Train Awards. And it would have been like, oh, that's, you know, that's what expected to happen when there's black people involved. Like, I get it. I know my people. Trust me when I tell you. I know my people. But you can't expect other demographics to accept you when you can't accept yourself you have to accept that there's all types of black folks there's the ratchets on you know reality tv and the love and hip-hops of the world and then there's not there's the you know married to medicine side of the world and then everyone in between we have to accept all shades of us we just have to do that stop seeking the validation from other platforms and demographics where it's not your demographic you don't you don't need that you don't need those people so you know, bringing that back to around to the main point, like this whole thing with Nikki and Remy, I mean, Nikki and Remy, you fucking hear me. Nikki and Cardi has me completely like, I'm so out of it because everyone's down, like down talking Cardi for being number one, the person she's always presented herself to be and expecting her to be different because she has money. And I think that mis misunderstanding comes from everyone else expecting her to be different with money and not realizing that she's still her. She's still in her skin. She still has her feelings that money's not going to change her. It's not the first time she's seen money. Granted, she's seeing a lot more money now, but it's not the first time she's seen money. You know, she's worked very hard to get to where she is right now. And I'm not going to take a side. I'm not going to, I'm not involved in none of this. I have my own personal feelings, but what I will say is stop I would like you guys to stop. I can't make y'all do nothing, but I would like you guys to stop placing our people to these certain standards with the, with the lens of what white people think, or, you know, because you're at a fashion week after party, you shouldn't act like that. Why should you act better than you would normally act in front of 
in front of white people than you would for your own people. Like, I get that they'll judge you, but they're going to judge you regardless. Like, you can be as magnificent as Serena Williams or as trash as anybody that you see on social media acting a damn fool, and they'll still treat you like you black. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Black I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. Rims on this black wheels, and this black wheel with this black Trayvon. That was Shanice with her unpopular opinion um as she brings it each and every week you know here's where i usually i usually follow up her unpopular opinion with some thoughts of my own on the topic she discussed the nikki and cardi thing i've kind of already talked about now as far as shanice saying how people are going to judge you anyway um we've i've talked about that all throughout the history of the show and my thoughts on that and something that even in the conversation that i actually had with shanice um is what I've told many people, you know what? I'll actually bring this in and make it personal. So, um, my good friend, friend of the podcast, Gerald L. Cooper, uh, reached out to me recently and he, uh, said, you know, hey, go on my Facebook. Um, I want you to check this post. I want you to see if I'm tripping because I'm kind of being attacked. I just want to make sure I'm not tripping. Uh, he posted a meme. Um, I won't get into the details of it, but needless to say, people were tripping and not because he did anything. People are, are just sensitive. So, as far as being judged, what I've always told people, you're not responsible for anyone else's perception because five people can see the exact same thing and you can get five different perceptions of exactly what happened and they've all just witnessed the same exact thing. So what I've always said is at the end of the day, you have to be true to you. As long as you know you're not trying to be malicious, as long as you know you're not trying to attack anyone, be you, be true to your thoughts, your opinions. Now, what I will say on the flip side of that. If you do something that may offend someone, that may be a learning opportunity to sit, talk to that person, have a conversation. That's usually where people and things stop at is because people as, as a, as a people now, we're, we're, we're losing the ability to talk and be on two opposite sides of, of an opinion and actually talk and both grow from it. It has to be on a who's right, who's wrong. Um, be you. And I, I can't stress that enough. That's one of the, if you don't get anything out of this podcast, it's be comfortable in you embrace your flaws, embrace your good things, because all of that makes you. And like I told, I tell people all the time about losses. Nothing is truly an L. You can never take an L as long as you learn from it. It's not a, it's not a loss then. At that point, it's a learning and a growth opportunity. So never, never be afraid to quote unquote take an L. Never be afraid to be different or, or be against the grain as long as you're being true and not doing it for shock value, doing it, uh, to purposely be opposed to someone else or, or to cause an argument. Be you. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, somebody who's going to hate it, somebody who's going to love it. And there's 10 people who are going to hate it. 10 people who's going to love it. you. You got to be you. I can't stress that enough. All right. Enough of the high horses. Shanice always somehow draws that out of me with her opinions. Like does just get, get on my fucking conversations and, and thoughts, but let's, let's move on. We are going to now transition into the stupid idiot or idiots. Of the week. I actually can't wait to get into this. So we're going to get into the music for that segment. I will catch you guys on the other side. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. 
All right. So we have to start this off a little bit different. Um, so for the first stupid idiot of the week, last week, CEO Hayes decided to sit on this podcast and promised you guys a special episode based off regional slang. While the episode is coming out this week, um, I promise that it would have been out last week. So for me making a promise that I ended up ultimately not keeping CEO Hayes, you are definitely the stupid idiot of the week. Damn that, that, that should let you know that no one is off limits for the stupid idiot of the week. Um, if I'm giving myself the stupid idiot of the week, but no, seriously, I did have an episode. I do have an episode in the can ready to go. Um, a special episode on regional slang. The reason why you did not get it last week as intended is I actually reached out to my good friend, Kenny Killer, who lives over in the UK last minute. And I, um, asked him to do some of the slang over from that area. And of course, because it was last minute, he couldn't get it to me uh, when I planned on having the episode. So it pushed it back some. So that, that's a little bit of an explanation. I don't know if you guys care or not, but I still gave myself the stupid idiot of the week because I I don't like making promises to you guys that I ended up not keeping. So I do uh, do want to apologize. So take that stupid idiot of the week as as a pseudo apology for it, but the episode is going to be amazing. I promise you guys it will be released either Thursday or Friday this week. So please forgive me, but let's move on. <laughs> the next stupidity of the week. This one comes from uh, Virginia and we, we we all know there's some crazy shit that goes down in the barbershop. There are conversations that are had in the barbershop that um, really, really shouldn't see the light of day. Uh, hopefully they do not. But, um, but because, so we're going to, we're going to go into a barbershop in Virginia where Michael Jamel Hatton was having a conversation, um, about Aretha Franklin. And the conversation went to the place of if Halle Berry had played or was going to play Aretha Franklin in a biopic. And so what Michael did in this case was he pulled a gun and shot someone because of a disagreement over Aretha Franklin, um, Aretha Franklin biopic and if Halle Berry was going to be playing her or not. Now, that alone, um, you definitely get the stupid idiot of the week. Now, the victim in this, Tony Lundy. Um, did survive the gunshot. So prayers out to him. I believe that he is still hospitalized uh, because of this. So while I am giving Michael the stupidity of the week, let's make sure we keep Tony, uh, like I said, the victim, 47 year old victim in this case, our prayers out. But Michael, you just come on, man, over over a movie. Uh, really? That's just that's just dumb. Um, we're the, the very last one. So this is a special uh, set of stupid idiots. So this stupid idiot of the week, stupid idiots of the week goes out to all the people who are burning Nike attire, anything with the logo on it that they have already purchased, um, due to Colin Kaepernick being, uh, the spokesperson or whatever you want to call it for Nike, um, and their, their 30 year anniversary campaign. Um, people listen, I understand if you want, uh, to boycott Nike and not buy anything else. I understand it. But to sit there and deface and ruin clothes that you already spent your money. Nike already has your money. 
So they are looking at you guys like the stupid idiot you are. So all of my uh, I won't call you brother because you're far too stupid. I guess you're brother this week because I'm also one of the stupid idiots of the week. But nonetheless, all this craziness on Twitter, all, all these white people burning this this Nike equipment. Like, come on now. Let's get it together. You guys are definitely the stupid idiot. All right. So to all our stupid idiots of the week, I didn't call you idiots. I called you stupid idiots. Moving on. It is now time for the petty news from one Scoop Grady himself. I will see you guys after this. Yo, what's going on, everybody out there? We are back with another petty news report. Cardi B ran up on Nicki Minaj, and Nicki Minaj was not having it. No, literally, she wasn't having it last year. She didn't even move. She was like, I'm staying right here. Come on, Nicki, you make a lot of threats and talk all that gangster stuff in your music now. When Cardi B ran up on you, you was so spooked, you was looking for a Barbie. Cardi B pulled Nicki Minaj's card, and everybody knows it. Now, as you saw on social media, Cardi B had a huge knot on her head. I mean, everybody has war wounds, so I'm not going to make an excuse for her, but somebody got her in the worst way. While Cardi B was trying to run up on Nicki, it was said that she got hit by a security guard, um, and they said it was an accident. I don't think that was an accident. I think that the security guard knew what he was doing. He hurried up and ran up on with a smooth elbow right to the head. Bow! Let me get to the not today elbow special, you know, right to the forehead. And um, it said that Nicki Minaj would not be pressing charges against uh, Cardi B. And she better not. I mean, everything is already taken from uh, Nicki Minaj, her card, everything. Nobody believes anything Nicki Minaj got to say now. The lesson that was learned in this uh, situation is stop messing with Cardi B and don't say nothing about her baby. Granted, I didn't hear anything about her baby, but I ain't going to say nothing else. Yeah, don't mess with Cardi though. Moving on. Serena Williams was fined $17,000 for U.S. Open final code violation. Nah, I don't get how they keep on messing with Serena. I mean, when it comes to the dress code and all that, I mean, I know why they finding her. Because everything she put on looks real good. And they mad that they girls, or they just upset that she looked as beautiful as she do. Granted, she do got some big strong hands, you know, big broad shoulders, you know, but she's still a woman. You know what I'm saying? We love Serena. But yeah, I just they just got to stop messing with Serena, you know. She's already great in tennis, you know, and everything that she does, you know. Well, I ain't going to say everything because when she was in that Beyonce video trying to twerk, that was the most strongest twerk I ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? It got to the point I was just like, oh, my God. I thought she was doing uh, workout routines while she was shaking. You know, I'm like, that's just how you tighten the glutes and more definition. That's what it was. Yeah, Serena uh, Serena got a strong twerk. Yeah, but this doesn't make any sense. You know, they trying to make her lose. They trying to wipe her off the face of her. But you know what? You can never stop a strong black woman. I'm going to tell you that right now. Serena going to continue to be great and make sure everybody continue to support Serena in these situations. And last but not least, Kanye West is the co-creator director of the first ever Pornhub Award. Show. Huh. I just don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know this was like really possible. But yes, like the, uh, I gave Kanye the Scoop of Poop Award on the inside scoop because of this. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, wow, you know, like I know his wife Kim better get an award though, you know, um, <laughs> uh, first porn duo award or something, you know. I know, I know Kim better get one of those. I know uh, off the top of my head, I know Mimi better get um, object ever used in a porn award goes to Mimi from Love and Hip Hop. I know that. Uh, the first lady to ever call herself a color and make it famous goes to Pinky. Um, yes. Uh, they got a lot. I, just, I, I don't know. This is interesting to me, you know. The uh, world's most famous performers in adult entertainment is going to be honored at this award show. Like, 
Hmm. I will be tuning in. I'm sorry. I will have to take a look at this because this is something I've never seen before. I didn't know they give out awards. So, so I'm really curious to see how this is gonna go. And that is all we have for today, y'all. Thank you all for tuning in to the Awakened Soul Podcast. And last but not least, make sure y'all support the Awakened Soul Podcast. It is absolutely free. But if you don't, you might get knotted up like Cardi B. Okay, gotta go. Peace out, y'all. All right, so for the discussion topic today, um, the main thing in the news, and that would be Colin Kaepernick's deal with Nike and everything uh, that spun out from that. So let's let's just take a step back and first let's discuss Nike and things that they have done in the past. So uh, Nike, which also uh, supported Muhammad Ali after his career was over, um, helped Tiger Woods following his DUI, introduce an athletic hijab, um, which is the headpiece that Muslim uh, women wear, um, which that also got praise and backlash. And now we're on to Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Um, so the question that spun out of my mind, you guys know, I always look at, try to look at stuff from a different perspective. While it's being universally applauded, while uh, a lot of people in the black community, community are saluting Nike for taking these steps, is, does Nike, capitalize or do they seek out things that may be controversial um to stir up sales now i'm sure everyone is known because the waking soul audience are just smart intelligent people um have paid attention to the fact that nike sales have jumped 31 percent uh since the ad had debuted um also some of the backlash uh the mayor in louisiana i believe has been uh nike products so I mean, all this controversy, all this, um, is, is this generating revenue? Was this what Nike expected? Now, again, this is just me looking at it from a critical eye. It's easy to just point at it and say, Hey, Nike knew that this is why they did it. Or are they really, is Nike really becoming more of a social activist type company that you, as I listed with the things before, they have, have done other things that have put them in, in, in the way of of the media, in the way of of opening themselves up for criticism, um, I, I I'm going to take the stance that maybe it's a byproduct, but you also have to pay attention. Now, um, Rhonda Mary, who on her YouTube channel uh, has done a great a great uh, topic on this, so definitely check that out. Look her up, and it got me to thinking: um, is pandering, and that, that's how she presented it. Um, is this pandering? to an audience or a portion of your audience and, and, and your consumers in a way that you knew it was going to generate something and, and get sales. And Nike, I mean, they have deals with the NFL. They have deals with the NBA to provide their uniform. So it's not like they're hurting for money. It's not like they have to do these type of things to stay afloat. They don't. Um, I would like to say when you're going to do an ad campaign, it's it's marketing one on one to do something that's going to catch the public eye, do something that's going to make you stand out. They did that with putting cap on, on making him the face of this 30th year anniversary campaign. Um, So it's just something I want everyone to, quote unquote, stay woke about is is to pay attention um, and see what Nike does next. Uh, again, Nike has had ads against aid so it overall it seems like the company do, doesn't shy away from anything controversial and they really do things to to bring more of a public eye in a positive way um and to them 
I, I hold, take my hat off to them. But again, I, w- I would be remiss if on the Awakened Soul, we did not discuss and talk about, is this being used to advocate for social change? Is this being used to bring Kaepernick back into the public eye, which, you know, him being blackballed and having his, uh, his case against the NFL for colluding against him being able to be employed there. Is, is this their way of standing up against even President Trump, who's come out and, of course, has said that Nike's made dumb moves? That's a story for another fucking day. Um, but seriously, it, it, it is something that we need to discuss. It's something that, that if, if Nike is doing this for the positive reasons, which again, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. I'm saying that they are, then we need to make sure that we don't let it fall on death deaf ears we need to make sure that we don't let them forget what Kaepernick was kneeling about again I've said this before when we're talking about the kneeling people will focus more on the type of protest so that way they don't have to deal with what the protest is about same thing with this they will deal more with the fact and bitch about Kaepernick being on the ad um, it being disrespectful to veterans to take away from what his original message was um, so hats off to Nike. I wanted to definitely talk about this. I wanted to open it up. We're going to do, we're going to get into it more, but how do you guys feel about it? Did, did offering up a different perspective or point of view, make you think any differently about the campaign or think any differently about what Nike's intentions are? Okay. So let me know, you know where to find me at CEO Hayes, the awakened soul pod at gmail.com. All my good contact areas. This is it for this week. I know this is a pretty, a way shorter show than what you guys are used to with the awakened soul. But again, we have the special episode coming out later on this week. And then next week we have an amazing show planned next week. And I don't say that lightly The the show next week, you're going to understand why this week's show was, was a little bit shorter than normal. I want to thank everyone for listening. You know, I love each and every one of you guys keep wearing that Nike post pictures in your Nikes. Do all that stuff. Let's just keep pissing people off because that's what that's what I, I, I you know, I, as much as I like to troll the beehive, my new favorite group to troll is are these Nike haters. I just I have to do it. <laughs> I will see you guys in just a few days on the special episode that will actually release this week. This has been CEO Hayes. Peace. I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. Let you stank it, nigga. What the fuck you thinking, nigga? I won't die for this shit or what the fuck I say. Front yard, broad day with the SK. See Gucci, that's my motherfucking nigga. I hang in the jail with them hits, boy, killers. Walk a flock of flame on the hood, ass nigga. Riding real slow, bending corners, my nigga. Got a main bitch, got a mistress, a couple of girlfriends, I'm rich. Keep my dick hard and keep me smoking. You get bills free, shouting no joking. And what I stand for, bricks for. I'ma die for the shouting, man, I swear to God. In the trap with some killers and some hood niggas. Where you at? Where you trapped? Hood nigga. Keep this shit 300, put that shit on my hood. Fucking with me, 
and G's in the Vice Lord. Essays in the Migos freestyle off the dome. Great squad, walk a block, I play this fucking home. I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. Then you stank it, nigga. What the fuck you thinking, nigga? I won't die for this shit or what the fuck I said. Front yard, broad day with the S my motherfucking nigga. I hang in the jail with them hit squad killers. Walk a flock of flame on a hood ass nigga. Riding real slow, bending corners, my nigga. What's up, Winston, nigga? What's up, Paul, nigga? Black out on that nigga. Make your mama's mama with you. Hope you got your killers with you. Hope you got your niggas with you. Hope your goons riding with you. They gon' fucking miss you, nigga. Nigga, what a attitude like Easy Q. When my little brother died, I said, fuck school. I beat the burner up and I grabbed some marijuana. Two years later, screaming out, you're on him. Glock on the SK if you want the beat. Shout it, boy, and blank rage, I put your ass to sleep. Shout it, talk is cheap, so watch what you say. Broad day and a hand like this shit legal. I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. Then you stank it, nigga. What the fuck you stank it, nigga? I won't die for this shit or what the fuck I say. Front yard, broad day with the SK. See Gucci, that's my motherfucking nigga. I hang in the jail with them hit squad killers. Walk a flock of flame on the hood ass nigga. Riding real slow, bending corners, my nigga. I go hard in the motherfucking paint, nigga. Then you stank it, nigga. What the fuck you stank it, nigga? I won't die for this shit or what the fuck I say. Front yard, broad day with the SK. See Gucci, that's my motherfucking nigga. I hang in the jail with them hit squad killers. Walk a flock of flame on the hood ass nigga. Riding real slow, bending corners, my nigga.